All right, this morning we're going to try to finish up chapter 10 in Romans. Good Lord willing. We're going to start with verse number 14 in Romans chapter 10. And so far, as we've been in Romans 9 and 10, we've seen that the scripture is dealing with the question about God's faithfulness to Israel. And we've seen that so far that God has said that his plans for Israel have not failed. That his plan was always to save people based on faith in the promised seed who is Jesus Christ. And we've seen how that God has taught us about his divine election and his divine sovereignty in this process. And in chapter 10 he's teaching us about man's responsibility that we have to place our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. We have to call upon him. We saw in verse number 13 that, uh, well, verses 12 and 13 says, For there is no difference both of Jew. Let's see, let me get on the right version here. It says, For there <clears throat> is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So that tells us right there that it doesn't matter whether you're a Jew or a Gentile. If you call upon the name of the Lord for salvation, then he's faithful to save you. So we saw last time that the way of salvation is through faith in Jesus Christ as Lord. And today we're going to look at God's chosen pathway to saving faith. Although God has foreordained and predestined and elected those that he would call to saving faith, and they will call upon him and they will be saved, although that is a fact that the Bible teaches us, we see that the elect aren't saved just any old way. <clears throat> There's only one way that they can be saved, and that's through faith in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And we see here in the rest of this chapter the Lord's process of how he calls people to faith and how they place their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And we start here in verse number 14. <clears throat> he says, How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. The, the Lord's method for bringing people to saving faith is through the preaching of God's Word. Uh, he tells us here that uh, first God sends out preachers in verse 15. And he sends out preachers to preach a specific message that we'll look at in a moment. The gospel message. And as they preach, people hear. And as people hear, then they 
can believe. And as they place faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, they call upon him for salvation, and they are saved. And that's God's way of bringing people to saving faith. It doesn't just happen any old way. It has to come through people hearing the Word of God preached and then believing it and then placing faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and calling on Him to be saved. And it's a particular message, too, that they preach. Uh, it's the gospel message. And notice that he says here in verse 15, uh, he says, How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace. Uh, now, Jesus said he didn't come to bring peace on earth. Uh, people today are trying to find peace on earth, and they're trying to find it through all kinds of, of methods. But what this is referring to is peace with God. And that's what we all need, is peace with God. Because of sin... We are the enemies of God because we've already seen in this book that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And that has made us at odds with God. And God sent Jesus Christ to bring peace between man and God to solve the sin problem so that we could have peace. Romans 5.1 says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. It is through Jesus Christ and Him taking the sin of man upon Himself and taking our punishment and, and letting God pour out His wrath upon His own Son for our sins that now God can have peace with mankind because our sins don't have to be punished anymore. All of that's been taken care of and God is at peace with mankind. Uh, when Jesus was born, Luke 2.14, the angels sang glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. So the gospel message is a gospel of peace, and it's peace between man and God. And notice the gospel message is about the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, a lot of people want to uh, make the gospel message out to be a lot of things that it's not. And the Bible tells us plainly in 1 Corinthians 15 verses 1 through 4 what the gospel message is. Uh, Paul the Apostle writing to the church at Corinth said, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved. So now if you want to know what the gospel message is that brings salvation to you, here it is. If ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures. That is the gospel message, that Jesus came and died in our place for our sins. He took our punishment for our sins. And dying on the cross, he was buried. 
And after three days, he was resurrected from the grave and is alive today as our Lord and Savior. And that is the gospel. And that's the message that we need to believe. And so that's the message that God preaches. And God has sent preachers out since the day that Jesus was resurrected and continues to send them out to tell this message to the world. And he tells them through the spoken word. He tells them through the written word. He t- and, and it all comes from his word, which is the Holy Bible. But he tells people this message, and this is the message that we have to hear, and we have to receive, and we have to believe. And that's what the rest of this chapter is about, is telling us not only what the gospel message is, but what we have to do with it. You have a responsibility to obey this gospel message if you want to be saved. Uh, Verses 16 and 17, he says, But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah saith, Lord, who hath believed our report? So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. You have to obey the gospel message when you hear it. Hearing it is not enough. Just because you've heard the gospel, just because you might say, yeah, that sounds good to me, and you move on with your life and do nothing with it, that doesn't mean that you've been saved. You have to obey it. You have to believe it. The word obey here in verse 16 comes from a Greek word that means to hear and to heed. It's just like uh, you're riding down the road and somebody says, hey, there's a sign that says the bridge is out ahead. Well, you heard that, but will you heed? Will you believe it and put on the brakes and stop before you run off into the river? Uh, That's the whole point here. You have to hear it and you have to heed it. You have to hear it and you have to believe it. And notice that he says that we have to hear the word of God. In verse 17, he says, Faith cometh by hearing. And not hearing just any old message, but hearing the word of God. It's through the Bible that we hear the true gospel message of the Lord Jesus Christ. So God sends out the preachers. He has made a way for us to hear the message. Uh, People are still hearing the gospel message being preached. Now, a lot of what passes for the gospel on television and and a lot of places where people say, hey, I'm a preacher, I'm preaching the gospel, it's sad to say a lot of that's not true. A lot of that doesn't come out of the Bible. But there are still plenty of preachers that are preaching the Bible and preaching the true gospel. And people are hearing it, and people are being saved. So what about you? Are you hearing it, and are you heeding it? Are you obeying it? That makes the difference. Hearing without heeding is not salvation. Look at verse 18. He says, But I say, have they not heard? Yes, verily, their sound went into all the earth, and their words unto the ends of the world. 
Um, and then he goes on and he says, even in verse 19, but I say, did not Israel know? For first Moses saith, I will provoke you to jealousy by them that are no people, and by a foolish nation I will anger you. But Isaiah is very bold and saith, I was found of them that sought me not. I was made manifest unto them that asked not after me. But to Israel, he saith in verse 21, All day long I have stretched forth my hands unto a disobedient and gangsaying people. So he's telling us here that Israel heard the gospel preached. They just didn't obey it. <clears throat> they didn't believe it. Remember, that's where all this started in chapter 9. Was talking about Israel. Has, has God forgotten Israel? Has he forsaken Israel? Has Israel, because they've rejected the Lord Jesus Christ, and they missed God's salvation the first time as a nation, uh, does that mean that, that God wasn't faithful to them? And we've already learned that God is teaching us that, no, he's been faithful. His plan all along was to save people by faith in the promised seed. And as we'll see in the next chapter, there's always been a remnant of Israel that has believed God and has put their faith in his word and in his promised seed. But the point I want you to see here is that Israel, as a nation, they heard it. They just didn't believe it. Isaiah said, nobody believes our report. Nobody believes what we're saying. We're preaching the gospel, but nobody's hearing it. Verse 16, he says, but they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah saith, Lord, who hath believed our report? So just hearing the word is not enough for you to be saved. So Israel heard, but Israel, in verse 21, he tells us, they did not believe. He says, I stretched out uh, forth my hands unto a disobedient and gangsaying people. The word there for disobedient, the Greek word means to willfully disbelieve. That means that they heard it. They understood it. They just willfully chose not to believe it. And there's people today that will hear the gospel message and they understand it. They just refuse to believe it. They, they can understand that Jesus died for our sins. They can understand that he was raised from the grave. They just don't want to believe that that's the way to salvation. And that's why you see so many cults and isms and things like that that add to it. They'll say, well, yeah, Jesus is part of it, but you have to add works. There's a lot of there's a lot of people in what is called the church today that don't really believe that it's just as simple as just placing faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. They'll say, "Yeah, well, I believe Jesus died for my sins, but I believe you have to do good works. I believe you have to do this. I believe you have to do that." That's just not what the Bible teaches. And so they willfully disbelieved. And the word gangsaying comes from a word that means to dispute. 
they, is if they argued against it. Not only do you, does a lot of people want to just willfully disobey the gospel message, they want to argue and say, well, here's why it can't work, and here's why it's not true, and here's why it's not real. It's, it's not hard to understand. The gospel message is so simple a little child can understand it. In fact, that may be the problem. Because Jesus said you have to become like a little child to come into the kingdom of God. Little children don't try to reason things out. They hear it and they believe it. They accept it. And that's the way you and I have to be if we're going to be saved. You have to hear this message and believe it. Uh, you don't have to try to explain it or, or make it make sense to your human mind because it won't. You just believe it. But there again, I believe that, that we've already learned that even the Lord gives us the faith that we need in order to believe. So we see that hearing without heeding is not salvation. But now hearing with heeding brings salvation. Verse 19 and 20, he's talking about the church. So Israel heard the gospel preached and they didn't believe it. But the church has heard the gospel preached and they believed it, and they are saved. Notice in verse 19, again he says, Did not Israel know? And of course the answer is yes, they knew, they heard it, they know. First Moses saith, I will provoke you to jealousy by them that are no people, and by a foolish nation I will anger you. The no people is the church. Uh, the church is not a particular people, people from all over the world, all nations. The church is not a particular nation. It is a group of people that's made up of all nations. And so he says, by a people that are no people, and by a foolish nation, I will anger you. Uh, verse 20 says, but Isaiah is very bold and saith, I was found of them that sought me not. Once again, talking about the church. The Gentiles that were that, that come together, a group of, of, of many different people, that they weren't seeking God, but yet God offered the gospel message to them, and they heard it, and they received it, and they believed it. Since I was made manifest unto them that ask not for me, so hearing the message is 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 only part of it. You got to hear it, you got to heed it. You got to believe it. So we see here that the whole problem with Israel is that Israel heard the message preached, but they didn't believe it. So the, the problem goes back on them. It's not God. God didn't, didn't forsake them and God didn't cause them not to believe. God sent the gospel message to them all through the Old Testament. He even sent his son Jesus to walk among them and preach the message, and they rejected him. Remember the stone of stumbling and the rock of offense? They just couldn't receive Jesus Christ as their Messiah, their Lord and Savior. So they didn't receive salvation, but yet the Gentiles and a remnant from the Jewish nation uh, do believe and, and have received him, and they are saved. So we see that although God foreordains and calls the elect unto salvation, as we've read in chapter 9, 
they may only be saved through hearing and heeding the gospel message concerning the Lord Jesus Christ. So in these two chapters, we've seen God's sovereignty and man's responsibility. That God is sovereign to foreordain and predestinate those that he would call unto salvation. And hearing the call, they will answer it and they will be saved. If, if God did not do that, none of us would be saved because none of us seek after God. We've seen that in Romans chapter 3. But we also see that the way God does that is through the preaching of the Word. And He sends out the Word as through the preachers that He sends out. And He preaches the Gospel for us to hear and to believe and then to call upon the Lord. And calling upon the Lord, we can rest assured that we will be saved. So let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for this message. And thank you for salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ. And thank you for being faithful to speak to us and to call us and to save us. And Father, thank you for preaching the word. And I pray, Father, for those that are yet to hear and to believe and to receive salvation that... Um, we know none will miss it. And Father, I pray you'll help us to continue to be faithful to preach the word and that folks will continue to be faithful to hear and receive it and believe it. And we just give you all the praise and the glory and honor for all you do in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.